Killers, demons, ghosts outside Screaming you can run but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside Alright, so as uh, listeners know of this podcast, whenever we record it We have, me and Dave, been occasionally visited by a demon That comes in here, messes with us, moves around wine bottles Getting a little more, uh a little more aggressive as time goes on yeah Yeah. seems that way so what we've come up as a solution is that we need to try to offer some kind of sacrifice to the steaming so that way it will not be too angry Uh, with us as we record this podcast it's we got to do something Uh, we got to do something so for a text chris dave saw massacre first we have uh, a guest that's agreed to sacrifice himself to the demon spirit um, on our behalf, so that we may continue to watch horror movies and talk about them. Yeah, everybody, uh, welcome, Tra- Trevor Pullman. Trevor Pullman is oh. here. Man of Pulls. So you're going to sacrifice a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, it's Trevor, Trevor Pullman here. Welcome to the basement. Thank you. Yeah, so we um, today we are going to be watching a horror film and having some drinks and doing the thing that we normally do. Mm-hmm. But the difference is... That we've brought a good friend of ours, um, Trevor Pullman, mm-hmm. in to uh, just join in on the conversation because that's really what this podcast is about. It's about watching horror movies and then just diving into the the conversations that spring up because of how much we love them. Yeah. Right? Spooky. You like horror movies, Trevor? Yeah. I like, well, I like movies. Like, in general, I, I wouldn't say that horror movies is like my favorite genre but if it's a good movie it's a good movie so yeah i'll watch anything more of a comedy guy i'm more of a comedy guy but yeah Um, but in terms of horror like there's there what are a few titles that you're into or you think are kind of good or um okay yeah like whatever um classically i always liked um i don't know if you guys would consider this more horror more comedy but uh michael j fox movie the fright the Fright- frightening. 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 Wow. And that's one of my favorite, like, all times. I haven't seen that. That's, uh, that's it, early 90s, right? Early 90s. He um, he has a near-death experience, and then from then on can see ghosts. And uh, he becomes friends with ghosts to, like, fake hauntings <laughs> so he can make money. And then he ends up having to fight, like, a big, like, serial killer um, ghost. That's so cool. And What's, what, like, what, where that movie stands out in my memory is the cover was terrifying. It was, yeah. It like, this, this weird skull... And I remember the VHS tape had like a 3D hologram yeah. cover. Yeah. So just walking through the horror movie section at Blockbuster, that one always stood out yeah. as this really scary. I think that's why I really, watched it. Yeah. Really, really dating ourselves yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I remember the VHS yeah. cover at Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> Two things that don't exist it. anymore. <laughs> Holographic VHS yeah. covers. But is that why you got it in the first place? I think so, yeah. Or like somebody suggested it to me, like, hey, you might like this. So Michael J. Fox. And I always love Michael J. Fox. You said it's, mm. you don't know if it's too comedy. So it's a horror comedy. It's a horror comedy, but it is so good. Is it intended to be a horror comedy? Yeah. Okay, it's interesting. The cover is terrifying. It's Peter Jackson too, right? Like it's, yeah, so it's that weird. He's done some weird shit. Yeah. Yeah, early Peter, I think his start, Peter Jackson, is um, doing really creepy um, and clay model horror movies. Mm, Is that right? Yeah. Uh, like claymation stuff? or just claymation. That's, that's like an effect that he didn't he do something with puppets too like well he he used those like physical practical effects in some of the, i feel like one of them is house and i have to look it up right now because mm. it's one of the worst things i've ever seen and yeah some of the like monstery demony effects that right. people feel like they were done with clay yeah, yeah. I, th- um, I think it has a big cult following right because it's yeah, hammy it like, and cheesy yeah, yeah and it's terrible it's right and again, like, another horror movie that, like, I've always loved is The Shining. Mm-hmm. Like, and that goes again to, like, just being a, like, Stanley Kubrick fan. You right. have to watch it all. And, like, um, yeah, no, that movie just, I've seen it so many times. Like, as a teenager, it was one of those ones we just, like, would rent all the time. Like, um, bring it home and, like, just analyze it. And me and my buddy would just sit and talk about it for, like, so long. Totally. Yeah. I, I, wow, love, the I love The Shining yeah. as well. And the first time we watched The Shining as a teenager, um, I had friends come over and we rented rented the movie and we put it on and we were just very, very high. And 
we were half an hour into the movie before we realized we were watching a documentary about The Shining <laughs> and not The Shining itself. Oh man, there's a there's a made for TV version of the The Shining too with uh, mm, oh, what's the guy? Who's, yeah, he's really funny on Twitter. Um, and he's on um, Stephen Weber. Right? Stephen Weber. Yeah. yeah, he's on uh, Studio Sixty and yeah. Sunset Strip. Yeah, and uh, as the protagonist, he plays the he, yeah he, he yeah. He, he play, yeah, he, and it's more based on the Stephen King novel. Like it's it's kind of more like um, directly the story from Stephen King, where Stanley Kubrick kind of did his own thing. If if so, I'm correct, didn't Stephen King write that script? Yeah, I think like, he did yeah. out of frustration against Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, I think the yeah, two were yeah. very conflicted over making The Shining. Yeah, he wrote this additional script, and it got made into a TV movie. Yeah. Yeah, which, to be honest, I made it halfway through. <laughs> I am curious. I do want to check that out. I feel like we've talked about this before, about like how um, Stephen King stories often get turned into movies that go against his vision what he was going for yeah. yeah or just in some way fail what he was going for or just fail how good but the story was he'll like sell the rights to his book for like a dollar to a um an independent like up, up and coming director because he wants to support yeah we we're like, talking about that stuff mm. so he'll like that's why there's so many he sells them yeah, just to get them going yeah huh. and I mean, some of them turn out great i really really liked the mist which yeah, is based on a short film yeah. even though that was like the well, kind of what I was talking about, about, like, the ending or just going against, like, what he wrote. Yeah. Because that one has one of the most frustratingly changed endings. Oh, but, but great. So, but good. so good. So satisfying. And I believe I've read that he actually really likes the ending. Is that the movie. true? For, you think? It's like Chuck Palahniuk with uh, Fight Club, where he prefers the movie ending to, to his, his own. own. Yeah. <laughs> um, but with the, the mist, too, that's, like, all the actors went on to do The Walking Dead. Like, everyone. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're yeah. right. Because it's the same director. It's, yeah. So, yeah, that main girl, even though she um, died pretty quickly, but a lot of others in the like grocery Angela. store. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Because that, that movie has the elements of, like, that one-room horror setting that we really like. Like, they're yeah. trapped in the grocery store. Yeah. And it really, it really relies heavily on the human psychology. Like, what yeah. would humans do in this circumstance? Yeah. yeah. And, like, yeah, how that turns really, really Really dark and really dark. quick. Yeah. yeah. That was the best part. Yeah, I think the ending was... You, you didn't like it? It's like, it, that ending it's is bleak. such a simple... It's bleak. But compared to the original ending, like, I don't want to talk too much... Are you... Do you read Stephen King? I know specifically or... about how that ending... Oh, yeah. How that ended versus how the movie ended. Because I had to look into it. Because my friend's like, uh, I didn't like that one because they changed the ending. I'm like, well, I thought the ending of that one, like, left left a pretty good, like, like sour in your mouth. That, like, you kind of want from horror. Mm-hmm. You want every... Like, we talked about this in uh, Jane Doe. You want everybody to die a little bit in some ways. <laughs> yeah. Because that just stays true to how horrific and dreadful it was the whole time. Right. You know, it doesn't... Like, hope can sort of take away how scary something is in, in some ways. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just... It's got this horror level of satisfaction to, right. like, kill off everybody. And then in, in um, The Mist, the way that they did it, when, like... It's basically the same ending, but everyone was alive. It's I, I don't know. There's interesting. I I liked seeing it, but then knowing that how like just the simple like coin flip switch that they did, kind of kind of gets to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's still good. It's a flip of a dice. How, how about times where you've been really terrified by a horror movie? Is yeah. there some oh, image of... fucked you up, yeah. Okay. When you're a kid, something that like you remember oh, really freaking reason. you out. Oh, when I was a kid... I don't know if this is the name of the movie or this is what my parents told me the name of the movie was because I cannot find what I think is the right one. But um, my sister is watching something that I know as The Boogeyman. Now, I've looked up... There is a, there are a few movies there's called Boogeyman. There's more recent. There's yeah, a Boogeyman there's a, franchise. Like, yeah, but I this would have been in the early 80s that, I, that this would have happened. And I walked in on my sister watching it and it was like kind of a directed at kids horror movie. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was, like, five, so it scared the shit out of me. Um, and also... Um, Were there visual elements you remember, like, scenes in particular? Yeah. Is there not really. That one, I just remember how scared I was. All I remember is, like, a doorway with a lot of light coming out and, like, a scary man with, like, his fingers waving and... Yeah. <laughs> the and, silliest yeah. version of a scary Oh, yeah, the silliest version. It just, like, freaked me out. We're the gonna get the was... Texas, Texas for States uh, interns to figure this one out. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, get on it. Oh, and you Back guys to work. this one. What's that Do Disney it. movie where the kids play... Um, Blind Man's Bluff in the woods. Is it like the Blind Man Stand by Me? 
people under the stairs or something. Oh, it's, people under the stairs. I remember that one maybe, being creepy. No, maybe not that. It was. I'm oh, sure. I'm sure that's so innocuous now. But it's oh, like it's coming out. It was like when Disney was doing those scary kids movies. Huh. Um, what, what's another? What's that? What's another? Uh, they they did this like whole series of them in like the early eighties of yeah, like so Disney trying to get into kids horror. Eighties is an was, interesting time yeah. for Disney. Like they really yeah. they're not sure of what they're doing. They yeah. by, by the end of the eighties they found their stride in like the musical animated musical. Yeah. But in the midtime they did like Dark Crystal and Dark Crystal. Okay, yeah. That, that's that's yeah much more adult darker movie. But yeah. like what's a what what's one of the um, scary ones that Disney did? Just any one of them. The only other, like, 80 ones that are coming to mind are, like, the Kurt Russell ones, like, the Computer War Tennis shoes. Oh, yeah. That was more <laughs> 70s, are... I think. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, or 60s, 60s or 70s, but yeah. And then, but another movie that oh, really... The, sh- the, the, um, one example is the the Black Hole. Do you remember that? Disney oh, one? yeah. That might have been even earlier than 80s. But it was a space, like, essentially horror movie where this ship goes into a black hole. And it's, oh. like, a Disney-produced movie, but I remember cool. it being... Because it was Disney, I was allowed to watch it as a kid, but oh, I remember yeah, it being very um, scary. Star Wars The Force Awakens. <laughs> there it is. Uh, I'm going to look up this movie because it, like, scared them. Oh, The Watcher in the Woods. I knew it was, like, Watch something like the blank. Never that. heard of that. The Watcher I, in the Woods? Yeah, it was that. a scary movie for kids. Like, and it was, like, so creepy. There's a part where um, they're trying to name the dog, so they write the dog's name on the on the window. But, it, like, they put one of the letters backwards so that when, like, the mother comes out, she's or when the old woman comes out she sees like her friend who died when she was a kid's name because it's like the reverse oh, oh, shit. on the glass and she like freaks out those and, moments really stick with you like yeah. single scenes so, yeah so that, that's a great answer that's exactly what we're, <laughs> we want to get to yeah I, uh, I remember um just going downstairs when i was a kid i got i'd sit on the stairs and i'd listen to my mom and my older sister watching the x-files mm. and just that goddamn theme song with like make my skin crawl. They yeah. killed it with the theme song. Yeah. yeah. There's even there's, there's one episode in the first season of X Files that I tried watching with my dad when I was ten or eleven, where a guy like it's just it's so innocuous like he's just kind of waving his hand and then he spontaneously catches fire and then he burns alive. Oh yeah. But that I don't know if you see it's in the first season of the X Files. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some guy in the bushes watching Sinister, what, like looking Sinister and on watching. this guy burst into flames. And that see, like that's one of those scenes for me that very on this seared into my brain. Yeah, this, this terrifying thing. Now that like thing with horror movies too is like the ones that don't, it don't rely on jump scares, and that it's just about like getting into your head. And I think that's what the um, uh, what's that one that's been called Kidman? I can't think of the names others. today. The, the others. others, the others did that to me where like it wasn't like. I never jumped. I was never really scared, but just the movie ended and like I watched it with my family when it first came out and we're all just like sitting there, eyes wide open, just kind of like looking at each other like, hey guys, how you doing? Yeah. You want to do a different movie? Or... <laughs> I think it might have come up in our one of our first few chats. The others? The others that I had that, that was, when I was a little younger, I was going to date us as well, like we got our first DVD player um, and the others was one of like three DVDs we had and I must have watched it like 30 times. That's so I've cool. I've seen it so many times. I, I have watched that one a lot too. Like yeah. it came out right when we were coming of age. It yeah. was a good, so, creepy yeah. movie. Yeah, we really should revisit. Good. We should revisit. And it's funny because, like, yeah, I think all the critics dismissed it because it had kind of the same twist ending as the Sixth, Sixth Sense, which came out and, like that yeah. same or a yeah, year before. A year before, yeah. Sense. And it was like, and I love the Sixth Sense, and they're like, that was the complaint, and like, well, I no, I don't think I knew that going in. I just I didn't know what the twist was. By the way, but... that's the twist in the others. Oh, yeah. and the twist in the Sixth Sense is that um, Bruce. It was Bruce Willis. It the was whole Bruce time. Willis the whole time. <laughs> is that from It's Always Sunny? <laughs> I mean, it's definitely you. Definitely stole that. So credit to whoever funny man or woman came up with that great joke uh, that Trevor just stole. Yeah. Um. What? So recently, have you seen anything that's got you going? Um, recently, what am I thinking? Um, I've been watching a lot of horror movies lately. I don't know why. I know, you've been really getting into it. Yeah, I've been really getting into it lately. I'll help you because, like... Yeah, uh, we've had these conversations, yeah. I'm 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 a good friend of Trevor, so I know he does in his personal time. Um, So recently you made me watch, um, is it called The Voices? Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't consider that That's what you did. Yeah, definitely The Voices. Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Yeah. You would consider that horror. It looked like a comedy to me. It, I have it's, watched no, that it has movie silly parts, but it so is, it is much a lately. Movie. 
it wow. it no. blows my mind. Movie, it is a hard movie to watch, and it is like it is it is definitely a, it's a horror movie. It is it has these um, parts that are in, um, artificially lightened and inflated because of his mental state. It is completely intentional, but it's not a comedy. Wow. Yeah. It has some funny moments, and you'll laugh, but, like, the overall, and, like, thesis statement and, like, what you see and the reveals and the twists are like dark his, and they're terrifying. His performance, too. Oh, like, yeah. Ryan Reynolds' performance. Like, even when he's grinning and happy, there's just, like, yeah. something dark underneath. And, yeah. like, it is, oh, it's a he great, does it so well. It's a great movie yeah. with many yeah. twists and many, like, little eras inside of the film. It's great. It's yeah. Really wow, I'm surprised to hear that. Like, it yeah. just looked like a kind of silly indie comedy yeah, and that, I think that's how they marketed it. I yeah. think that's why it failed because it didn't look like that's, as funny as some of the other stuff that was out at the time. Maybe it's on yeah. Netflix now. I it's think on it Netflix. Is, right? Yeah, that's why yeah. it will have failed commercially, but will succeed in, over a long over time. time. Yeah, in the horror. Cool. Yeah. Or, or suspense. Some so, community. Like yeah, that. that was one of those movies that I watched just on a whim. I was like, oh yeah, I'll watch this, and then I watched it again the next night. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, I was that's just so blown away by cool. it. Yeah, and that's my Dark Skies experience. Right. Throw it on again because holy shit. All right, so what are we watching today, Dave? Uh, that's a really good question. Uh, do you know anything about the movie we're watching today, Trevor? We're watching It Follows? No. Oh, I thought you said... <laughs> I have no idea what we're watching. That's true. I just lied to you for no reason. Oh, okay, because you texted me that we're doing It Follows. <laughs> Dave Dave really wanted to trick you for some reason. Oh, okay. So I, don't know I went along with it. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, we. What I thought is that... Um, we're not, not that like, uh, we're not watching Jeff is dead, are we? <laughs> <laughs> we're watching that Disney one that terrified you as a child, yeah. <laughs> but specifically that one scene. Yeah. On <laughs> yeah, and we have it all prepared. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, the reason uh, the reason I lied is because my original plan was that we were going to watch it follows because we've had talks about it. I felt like there's a lot to discuss. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my notes are shit now. I didn't bring notes. <laughs> I know you didn't. That's why I feel comfortable in doing this. Um, <laughs> And uh, I, I like um, the concept of talking about it follows and watching it follows. And Chris has done his wine already. Um, <laughs> he's making a face like, "Don't say it." I did. Um, <laughs> I should get another beer, right? Absolutely. Once we start, let's just okay. finish up the summary of what <laughs> yeah. what we're watching today. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been funny, right? Cracking a beer. So, um, we'll get our drinks going. But yeah, I thought It Follows would be great because I have so much to say about it. We've all seen it. Um, it's a really popular um, horror film right now. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I thought, we've all seen it. Yeah. <laughs> we've all talked about it. You know, you and I have really talked about it. Yeah. I've been watching videos about like people breaking down like the monster from It Follows. I think that the discussion from that movie is not something that at the moment I have much to add to the general, the the overall general discussion. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it would be um, even better is if we surprised you with a movie that I haven't seen, you haven't seen, hopefully. Okay. Yeah. Um. And and I haven't seen as well. Oh, okay. Um. It's called uh, We're We Are Still Here. We are still here, and it's interesting that It Follows was the one that you were uh, faked out with because. It Follows and this movie, We Are Still Here, were kind of the two big festival horror movies of 2015. Oh, okay. Both of them debuted at South by Southwest, and both of them were critically really well-received, but It Follows just became such a huge thing that it overshadowed We Are Still Here. So in a sense, it's been kind of forgotten because It Follows ended up eclipsing all the hype that We Are Still Here got, but We Are Still Here just got... Amazing reviews as well. Really it's great score. Really, apparently, yeah, it's an entirely original score, which is something that we love about horror movies. Yeah. And you can add that element instead of just relying on whatever pop songs to get you through. Yeah, the yeah just songs you recognize versus like. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I personally don't know much about this movie other than it did really well in 2015. It's about a haunted house, right? Uh, yeah. That's, oh, that's is that what you've got? Have you done any background? Um, I tried to do a little, a tiny little bit of research. Um, I looked at the um, the production company. That released it. Isn't it Blumhouse? Uh, no, it's Dark Sky um, or something like that. Okay. Dark Sky Films or something. And what are they? Um, what are their other Not ones? a lot of um, titles that I recognize, and especially like it's like, that's like their horror um, ver- uh, group, right? Uh, and there's not a lot of releases, so this is um, yeah, not a huge one. But that's fun. We don't know a lot. Let's dive in oh, and yes, yeah, no, I haven't seen see what we think. Yeah, huh? I think it's going to be good. Uh, the visuals look good. I think there's a lot that uh, we're going to join. And I think one of the biggest um, parts when it comes to discussing movies like this is not knowing what you're going to see, or at least part of the conversation, having being surprised. Yeah. Seeing yeah. something for the first time. 
So, um, not that anyone would have known about It Follows at all had I not lied to you and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> talked about it. But uh, I did, and so you know that that's kind of the connective tissue is that it was similarly successful at a time that It Follows came out. What do you think? Do you think like Netflix had something to do with like the the difference in their the successes between the two movies? That's a great question. I think I, I'm pretty sure that It Follows just got picked up by a bigger studio and released. Just that simple. So I mean, I saw It Follows the opening weekend. The the fact that a big studio got behind it, it got all this hype as one of the best things that emerged from South by Southwest that okay. year. Hmm. That all, all that just snowballed into doing really well first at the theater and then extra well on Netflix. I think even more people saw it on Netflix after its theatrical release. Okay, so it just... It, so all, all these different elements over ended up overshadowing it as a horror movie. Um, I'm not sure if this one's on Netflix now. I don't think it is. I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe. So unfortunately, so. Like, unfortunately, due to the success of It Follows... It's kind of um, got placed on the back burner in terms of horror movies, especially of 2015. Um, and in that sense, it makes a good fake out to do to, sure. to make you think that we're going to do it follows, but instead yeah. do this other great one. I'm Bye just going to talk about it follows afterwards. You're going to be talking about <laughs> the movie, and I'll be like, I thought it was yeah. interesting that it was standing on the roof. Like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> I liked when it was following. Yeah. I like when it got really aggressive in the pool for no reason at the end. <laughs> All right, guys, def- let's just, let's open this can of worms. Let's talk about It Follows. <laughs> we will definitely do an It Follows episode soon, yeah, because even though you feel like you've read a lot on it, um, there's still so many things to discuss in that. Yeah, there is, there and is. And maybe that's the reason to bring Trevor back into the basement for. Nah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how this goes. All right. All right, let's, I don't like this. Let's hey, crack another it. beer and watch let's, this movie. Let's do it. Okay, anyway, anyways, cheers, everybody. Let's watch a movie. Let's do it. Cheers. To the movies. Yes. Well, no, I prefer um, the Pilsner Urkel to the uh, Heineken. Whoa. Whoa. Shall we all do a whoa? Yeah. We just had a bit of a couch blowout. I blame the demon. Did it crack through? Oh, dude, it's obviously not your fault. (laughs) (laughs) It's obviously not your fault. This guy here popped out. That looks fixable. I'll I'll deal yeah. with it later. Maybe? Yeah, it literally just uh, yeah. popped out of the bracket. Yeah. not that anything snapped. Okay. I thought like I snapped something. We, oh no, no, it snapped here. Yeah, did it actually break? Snapped. Yeah. Ooh, no. Okay, well we'll just send you a bill. Okay. We we got this for free from the people who um, own the place, so <laughs> don't even don't even worry about it. See, well, I still feel like a giant. I, I totally understand why you would, but yeah, me too. <laughs> I think any of us feel in my situation. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you came up, if, if you came over and broke the shit out of my couch, I'd be like, my couch sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anything, this is gonna force me to get like a half decent couch. <laughs> if anything, Trevor, you've made the podcast much more comfortable for me. Okay. Specifically. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You probably have. But I'm gonna blame the what's the name of the family that lived in the, the house? Uh, Dagmars. The yeah. Dagmars. Or just the demon. I'm gonna house. blame the yeah. demon of the podcast. Yeah. Podcast I demon. Yeah, I think the demon podcast or the podcast demon was colluding with the Dagmars to yeah. snap this thing and blame our first guest. Yeah, I yes. think we got a little too much information on like the other side. You know, a mm-hmm. little too much demon information, and our demon's just like, no, like, you're giving too much away. You ask, you take a take the spotlight away yeah. from me. Yeah. So he had to. Um, we should have killed Trevor right at the beginning. Yeah, I said probably, do it at the beginning. Yeah. You say do it after the episode so we had all his content. <sighs> no fuck. And said now the futon is Now your futon is broken. Uh, you should have killed Alright demon, you've taken our futon as a sacrifice. <laughs> we'll kill Trevor we this, And we <laughs> oh, live man. to record another podcast. <laughs> now where are your friends from out of town going to sleep? <laughs> We don't. We try not to have them over in the first place. Yeah, yeah right. we try to just make they friends. Break now we have an excuse. Yeah, uh, the Dagmar. I mean, Trevor broke our futon. Yeah, so. Trevor did. Like how you guys took notes, and I just like. Drank I should have offered you like a pad and piece of paper. Well, I thought I'd be taking my phone. I was gonna bring a notebook, and then I just didn't. And then... you, usually, we don't. It just it seems spontaneous when we happen to take notes, and we, when we don't. Mm-hmm. When we started, we were doing way more note taking. And yeah. then as time went on, we had less and less, and just like, I don't have enough to say Yeah. in the end. Although we do get to all our points, if we take the notes, we're like, and I also wrote a note about, yeah. so it's like, it's good, but yeah. I don't think you as the guest really need to worry too much about <laughs> no. do, yeah. doing homework during the episode. Yeah. But let's just get to the Dagmars, because we kind of just get little yeah. insights into what exactly happened to this house, yeah. and this family, and this town. So Alright, so let's... Um, 
Trevor started us off, started the ball rolling right after the movie ended by bringing up, like, not totally seeing the difference between, like, the previous family yeah. who existed in the house and the darkness or the evil that they're they're bringing up. Yeah. And are those things identical? Yeah. I kind of get the idea that they are identical, right? That the, the spirit that is there are the Dagmar family? It, but, I, yeah, I think there's something, there's something bigger in the town and like I think I think so. some of the headlines at the end were kind of alluding to that that there's something evil and they kind of require a sacrifice and that's why like um because the Dagmires are sticking around and killing people that that's enough for the evil like thing yeah. that it saves you the wonder, rest of the town even here we have like a freeze frame on 1919 so is there like an older sinister spirit that demands a sacrifice that, that would have been the previous one to the dagmars right yes the dagmars, no, the dagmars were in the were like the first ones in 49 so this though. was 30 years this before. is 30 years before right yeah so this would have i mean if we played for one second we no 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 dagmires were in the 18 1800s Oh, and then it's been every thirty years since then. Okay, so, so the so last the, one was forty nine. Yeah, last the last last like killing spree, the Dagmars oh, okay. would have killed people in uh, nineteen forty nine. So but are those three us. figures, the mom, dad, and child, are they the family from forty nine who was killed? No, by they're, the town? they're the Dagmars those are the from Dagmars. the yeah, the OG. They're the original like that. They lied about sending them out of town. They actually like died of fire. They burned them up. Yeah, yeah. So the Dagmars were like. What caused the town to do this? The Dagmars were like selling bodies. They thought, yes, rather so like yeah. empty co- empty coffin coffins. So the town got together and burned them. Decided up. to yeah. kill them, which is actually a common thing in that era yeah. for like that's a real like yeah yeah there's a real like you know corpse selling yeah thing. yeah it was like that was like mostly in England yeah Scotland especially they'd be digging up yeah. corpses and selling them for medical research because if you if you provided a university with a body they'd just give you cash they'd just pay you money so, yeah no grave robbers would them. take yeah. up bodies and have you heard this thing about someone ben Franklin's in house Burke and Hare that's what like that was their thing mm. um that's what they did There's those a, are the two right yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 Ben Franklin's house in England um he let his friend use it for a long time as a lab and uh recently they uh they dug up the basement and found like tons of skeletons because he would buy sure. bodies and they wow. would do uh, yeah. Yeah. like gross anatomy in the basement and like. But yeah. is there is there a qualitative difference then between this event and the previous ones? Because the Dagmires seem okay with the people that moved in, I, and they instead want to take it out on the town. This I, time. I think what happened this time, yeah, is they like uh, instituted the same thing that they always did, um, but they didn't. It's weird that they didn't kill. They never explained why they didn't kill. I these kind first of people. felt like because there was an emotional connection with, with the m- mm. mother because they lo- the mother was still grieving her son, and they they have been grieving their own death for like the last. And so there was that connection there, so, and that's why they didn't. Okay, want so to. in those first few moments, because um, I took a note right away that um, it was less than like five minutes before we started seeing shit. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. We're seeing like that's these another people, thing too. Like, right yeah. away, they're like fo- they're like right in the background. They're following her around. They're watching yeah. her when she goes downstairs. When he's downstairs, but they don't attack him. They attack the electrician. That's the first time yeah. they like make an aggressive move. They attack the guests coming into the house, but they don't like immediately right off the bat. Yeah. They. They the, the, electrician, and do not... the electrician's interesting, too, because is he not a member of the town? Is he not aware of the I was thinking that, too. Could he be a nearby, like, town, though? Because when he was on the I phone, they, he was talking to a company, and, like, it almost seems like they had to send somebody out. Right. So it's probably from, like, a nearby the, town. The closest big yeah. town nearby that yeah. would have had this, this, you know, repair company. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think he's probably from out of town and doesn't know, which is why he would have got attacked. Yes. Then. Um, but like, but it why, seems like, why then is the spirit vengeful against this random yeah, electrician? Trevor makes a good point in that, like, um, right when she walked in and she starts hearing things, um, I was going to say, like, she, like, connects it to her own son rather than it being some other spirit in the house. Mm-hmm. But the reason she does that is because she finds the baseball glove, like, down in the, the basement. Her son's baseball glove. Which yeah. is something that would they not, they not have placed in order to, like, you know... It, I know, and and then I mean the final scene is him looking down and acknowledging and seeing and saying hi to his son. Yeah, yeah. So it seems yeah. Like so did the son actually come and like well, he's the one who's convinced? Him so that's like a weird solidarity well, that, amongst the dead demons. With yeah, the son. Well, what that makes me think is that the um, what do we say their names were the Dagmars? Yeah, and the darkness are not the same thing. Yeah, no, I don't. And think that there's are. an evil yeah. spirit that like 
made the Dagmars persist and become these evil burnt spirits, mm-hmm. but they are just like, if anything, they're acting out either the, this darkness's um, desires or revenge for what happened yeah. to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like what caused them to stick around and have the powers that they have and, um, and have some sort of like vendetta against people who come in arbitrarily rather than the townsfolk, but yeah. just people in general seems to be, um, and that the townsfolk don't understand it. It's like, seems like every 30 years you come and do this. Why haven't you this time? Yeah, well, the one point he says, every 30 years, like clockwork. And then another point he goes, every 30, every 30 years, years, or, years so. or so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I think he, specifically, like, I might be wrong, but I think he specifically said every 30 or so years. Yeah, okay. Which yeah. means that that is still the general, like, if it's 30, yeah. like, a month. Like, yeah. You know. It's almost as if the incident with the Dagmars originally opened up some kind of space for evil spirits to come in through where the Dagmars are still present, but occasionally these evil spirits yeah. can take over and, um, induce carnage on the town or whoever happens to be there well, yeah like the i mean just the incident with jake right and killing possessing jake and killing jake that yeah. didn't seem like the dagmires it seemed like another force that was demanding this but, is my house but what yeah. he's saying though like like the, it's the town that did this not me we're yeah. good people that was all through jake's mouth yeah so that was that seemed like father dagmar was saying that yeah. shit through him yeah but i think that that's because the Dagmars are the human element, the mm-hmm. human spirits that are yeah. in this house. Yeah. And whatever else exists there is not human. Yeah. It's a darkness that is like murder and sacrifices yeah. keeping it going. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, it does seem kind of a little vague and unspecified, yeah. like the actual. There's lots of situations where it seemed pretty vague and I had no mm-hmm. idea why something yeah. was happening. Yeah. But interesting choice, too, for it to be a period horror, like for it yeah. to be yeah. um, 1979 and not even 2009, like to yeah. go back and have the costumes and the cars. Yeah. In this sense, you could see why It Follows would overshadow it, too, because like while It, it Follows isn't necessarily a period piece, it is dislocated from our contemporary. Yeah. I mean, that's a it whole separate not discussion. straight up yeah. contemporary. Yeah. 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 And that's about as much as you can say about yeah. it. It follows yeah. this time period. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. But this one was definitively set in like... Uh, set, 79, yeah. 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 No, I think um, I enjoyed this one more. Than, than it, follows. it follows. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like to not... This is the problem I figured we would have if we didn't It Follows episode is that we would have very definitive opinions about like where we stood on the movie. Right? Yeah. And mine is like, I've got problems with it. But this one, as like learning things and seeing new stuff yeah. on the screen, and like I was pretty freaked out. Like, yeah, well, especially early. Like, it starts off like most horror movies start off with like a, most haunted house movies. Sorry, start off with you're really establishing the family or the people that live there first, yeah. and they're really trying to get you to like that person or like that family first, so that yeah. you um, you're invested in them and you want to like you, you want, want them to, to survive. Yeah. But with this one. Like that almost came throughout the story. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. It just started off creepy, and like you said, like the you immediately see the beings in the house or whatever the creatures in the house, yeah. like almost like right away. Where most movies will like most haunted house movies, it's like halfway through before we even see like a Anything. hand, maybe. Yeah, yeah you like, start. You see the doors move. Yeah, and you see like mm-hmm. you know something that was there wasn't there before, and then the big reveal is you finally see some figure behind, yeah, or in a mirror or something. No, yeah. we saw the smoky charcoal demons like within the first ten minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah my note is that we saw it inside the first five minutes. Yeah, yeah. This is as it's soon as insane. she got in yeah. the house and was there alone. Yeah, like she just walked around. There was just one behind her. That just mm-hmm. happened right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was great. I loved that. Like, and, and that the first time we saw them do something rather than just watch, you know, cause that's, yeah. that's another thing with haunting movies is like, it's building up to when they finally manifest themselves physically and cause some actual problems. What are they going to do? Slide a roller skate in front of the stairs and you fall down it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a knife slips off the counter, broken glass on the floor that you step in. Is it something like that? Chairs no. stacked up on the table. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're manifested immediately with immediately. the baseball glove and then the baseball rolling down the steps. Yeah. There's that, like, but again, those are the, those are the probing things that they do. The first time you see them, like, fully go, like, I'm here and I'm going to, they just kill the people's son, the other, the guest's yeah, son. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I guess, no, at first they grab the electrician and then that's enough yeah. for them to bring someone in, but they kill the son. Yeah, uh, of the, that, that, the yeah, that just struck me as so arbitrary. Like why? See, and the other person, but that makes like why that somewhat fits is because for some reason the empathy that they had for this woman coming and grieving over her son, yeah, a person who was not a townsfolk kind of person, a person who didn't mm-hmm. have the same sort of calm, um, just take whatever I want attitude. And this, yeah. the kid who was there was like, 
mm-hmm. you know, he's about to get laid and he was having a great time. And that was know, the vengeful aspect of the spirit, just kind of the, blasting. And yeah, it yeah. wasn't this first family yeah. that they connected to the, you know, the lost son. It was just this random walk totally. into the house. And they said later, it's like, you killed everything you could get your hands on until now. Mm-hmm. You know, what's, what's happening? What's the difference? Why? Yeah. And, I mean, when we look at the Dagmars, they have a child. So they perhaps do. part yeah. of the spirit is the fact that they're conscious of losing their own child so they can empathize with a couple who has lost yeah. a child. And the fact that this Bobby died within three months of them moving yeah, here, is, it's a huge part of their consciousness right now is plus, grieving. Yeah, and the movers, like, move their stuff there first, right? Like, they had right. movers yeah, bring yeah, their yeah. stuff in, so, like, the... And uh, so that the ghost had that opportunity they got a sense to like of, yeah. see, see the pictures, yeah, and stuff. right. And uh, that's and why we, break that picture. That's yeah. the one. That's the one weird part. That's was why I'm Bobby thinking there? Bobby was there because Bobby didn't like that. Picture. Like it's it's so ambiguous. He was there. The whole he, thing he, he was. He was yeah. there. Yeah. It just seems like a kind of wide open, weird spirit realm where the Dagmars are there, but also like the vengeful aspects of the Dagmars yeah. are there. Also, Bobby's there. It's yeah. just like I this basement that, seems to be a hotbed for a spiritual. Yeah. Activity. Uh, well, yeah, I think that that's true. I think that there's this, like, foundational darkness that mm-hmm. upon the horrible death of the Dagmars, they persisted because of yeah. the, how, yeah. like, the townspeople burned them for what, no reason. Yeah. What's such a nice touch, too, is that the house itself is very recent. Like, it's all yeah. siding and yeah. wood panels and everything, but it's the basement in particular that is clearly the yeah. same foundation as it was in, the 18, in 1859. Yeah. It's the old yeah. stones that are stacked on top of each yeah. other. Yeah. So in the actual architecture of above versus below, mm. whatever, there's yeah. a solid distinction. Yeah, it was... Yeah. You're right. The the rest of the house looks relatively modern. Yeah, it's yeah. the basement right. that's kind of the original and walls. Like, and that stuff. weird like cubby hole in the basement. Yeah, was really important. yeah, yeah. It was like, gr- it was great, and yeah. they really didn't like even let us in there at any point. Yeah, yeah. like even right till the end, like all you see yeah. is like the blood shoot out, mm-hmm. and like there's um there's this real definitive lack of subtlety in this movie. Like they just did it. <laughs> they wanted to do. They just did it. Yeah, and I gotta say that like while I find it I found it like sloppy in a lot of points. I found it like really refreshing. Just like, just do it. Yeah. Just like you're sitting in the back seat. That's not just a freaky thing. Like as the girlfriend tries to escape, drive away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's like I'm like, oh, she made it. Okay, so that's interesting in this movie that she saw yeah. it and she's not gonna, gonna tell people. Away. Yeah. And then it's in the car. I'm like, well, I've seen that happen before, and it just kills her very physically yeah. with yeah. that impalement. Not yeah. only have you seen it before, but I feel like that's one of, and this is an issue because 1408 has different endings. But one of the endings of 1408 is he's driving away in the car. He looks in the rear view. And he sees that charcoal person in the back seat. Mm. Like oh, it's almost right. yeah. Maybe it's maybe these filmmakers haven't even seen that, but it, yeah, that maybe. was brought to mind when that scene oh, sure. yeah. happened. Okay. For sure, fair enough. Just like the yeah. mummy was brought to mind a little bit when we watched Shot Topsy of Jake. Exactly, there's exactly. things in common. These that, are going to happen. They're yeah, not necessarily yeah. intentional or derived, but they yeah. they kind of happen. Um, but yeah, um, the, a little bit sloppy for sure. That's how I felt about it too. But extremely entertaining, especially the yeah. carnage of that last scene. Yeah, when oh the whole town is yeah. coming to the house, and they like, don't understand. We need to kill them. Killed. Yeah, why are they killing them? If we just kill them for the house spirits, yeah, this will all be over. And it makes sense. Like if they see it once every thirty years, yeah, you know, yeah. and you were you're a twenty five year old guy mm-hmm. who the last one happened five years before you were born. You heard it your whole life. Yeah. You know, you don't leave this town. And then so when they say we got to kill these people, so that the thing that happened five years before you were born doesn't happen again you're just gonna go with that and you're gonna be one of the guys mm-hmm. who just gets grabbed and then burned into yeah, non-existence by well this is where i think the older guy really comes into play because he seems to be like first of all the oldest character that we see in the whole town and the most conscious of what is happening with the house yeah. a lot of the other people would have been teenagers max at the yeah. time like when the first one happened so clearly there's been a 30-year culture of this is this house. This is what yeah. happens every 30 years. We need to prepare because someone's going to move in and this is how we have to deal with it. Another another thing that's kind of interesting about this one is that all the actors are over the age of 40. That was a very There's nice no, touch. Yeah. Is, is they didn't do a, a movie with 20-somethings. No, no. For sure, like indie film. Like, yeah. indie film, a lot of times, it's like you write for younger because those are the people who just want to roll. Again, not I to mean, keep bringing it back to It Follows, but It Follows is all, like, you know, yeah. young teenagers. Yeah. That's the, you know, you'll get the audience. So it's a bit of a risk. To, don't worry about the opening the beer. <laughs> um, we add those sound effects. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It almost seems like a risk, almost to like for the success of your movie, to have just the main actors be you know over the age of forty or fifty yeah. and have a water on that. Yeah, there's an yeah. empathy concern. Like, can the audience follow these people? Yeah, you know. And also, you're you're gonna worry about um, like the quality of the actors too. 
because it's like, well, if they haven't made it by that age, you have that like concern, sure, which I, I think fair. is unwarranted. But uh, like, a, they were good. Just, These are all yeah. great performances. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. and and some awkward moments, like some like, oh, I would have, you know, chosen right. like a different. Yeah. I also, think... I, what I couldn't believe about the two main characters who had moved to this town is the fearlessness through which they just show up at the local town bar, show up and have a drink. Yeah. Like, yeah, and they're kind of weird. They don't really accept us. It's but 1979. Hey. That's my justification for that. Is it just <laughs> seemed like that's the... Hey, we just go over to these people's houses and say, Hey, you want to come in? And then you just have a night where you're hanging out with someone who you don't know. Right. That, to me, is like... I would never, Different sense. I wouldn't open a small town in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can... That I sounds that. right. Yeah. Especially Brockville. I mean, people yeah. are just so... Yeah. yeah, we and saw I, a lot of parallels to Brockville with yeah. the with my, what my me and Trevor hometown. saw. Yeah, Trevor's hometown, and uh, I've got a lot of relatives yeah. there. So, yeah, yeah, it just it felt like a Brockville type town. These all felt like Brockville's um, B list actors. So explain yeah. Brockville then for the listeners. Well, like the whole Brockville area, it's like so. There's a bunch of small towns mm-hmm. just all clumped together. Everybody says, "Oh, I'm from Brockville," but you have no idea what town they're from. <laughs> they're <laughs> like from like this, a town this, of a thousand people, Ratville. Near, yeah, right. Athens. Yeah. Athens would be a good example. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah, anything maybe. within like a one-hour radius of Brockville. But yeah. this, this definitely felt. I mean, even just the landscape really felt Brockville. Yeah, oh yeah. The, yeah. the house, like immediately when I saw the house, I'm like, yeah, that's something from back home. Yeah, like and yeah. just like the driving down the road, like the. No one owns a car newer than 1979. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that really fits then, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's cool to see um, to see some contemporary movies where they're trying to, you know, portray something that was 36 years ago. Totally. Yeah. It's so ambitious. Like, you don't need to do that. This yeah. could be a movie set in the present, but to add that extra, like, oh, let's go back and do it in the yeah. 1970s yeah. and really try to represent what communities were like and what neighbor, yeah. the idea of what a neighbor was like at that time. They, um, but and like, it was also done in Ty West's The House of the Devil. Have you have you guys seen that one? No. It's another one that takes place in like the 80s or something like that. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be, but it just, it adds this extra aesthetically they, pleasing yeah, element to the film There's never itself. a moment in this movie um, where they like reach for their phones or something. Like she was, she, uh, the girlfriend of the, the young guy escaped and she was driving down this, the road just going, fuck, fuck, yeah. fuck. I'm like, well, what else would you do? If you ran from the yeah. house, there's no phone till yeah. the next place. Dave, I think yeah. you've hit the nail on the head. Like, this yeah. is what makes it so appealing to set a horror movie sometime before cell phones yeah. come out. Yeah. Because then you don't have to deal with the cell phone question. They yeah. don't exist. They oh, didn't just, deal with it and I was that, like totally That provides so many more opportunities for horror films. Have you, you ever seen cell those super cuts of like excuses yet they have to make in horror movies for why they don't have cell phones? No, that sounds amazing. Yeah, because it's like, it's either oh there's no signal or i dropped my phone in the this pool of water or like they they <laughs> or, always have to um, come up with like some reason i got one, I got one. or um the uh blind uh murder man shot it with his gun <laughs> by accident he does that there's that one. from something that's from my no, don't breathe a little familiar <laughs> go to hell oh, episode okay. two y'all. i'm already there go to hell trevor Pullman. <laughs> you can't you um, can't kill me i like i like too that the evil benevol- benevolent force just attacks by touching and just smokes them out. The shit. Yeah, just yeah. like they're yeah. burn victims, and just by making contact with them, well, you're gonna the, feel what we felt when we were burned yeah. alive. Here's yeah. what um, the coolest uh, manifestation of that I think, in terms of setting the stage, was when it happened to the electrician because he just got it on the arm and he was alive. Yeah, and after that, he was just like disturbed, sitting there smoking. Just yeah. Like, like, he couldn't handle it. He didn't say a word. He was just So he wasn't dead. Face. He wasn't killed, right? He was he alive. Was just, yes. Yeah, he was just burned intensely on the arm. Yeah, and, yeah, and so much so that, like, he had to go, like, I don't want this hazard in my house. I don't want people getting burned. Yeah. yeah. Dealing with this boiler. Yeah. That's so good, because then yeah. the electrician is justifying after the fact that, oh, no, I must, my mind must have been yeah. playing tricks on me. He's going, I clearly got burnt by some kind of electrical thing. Probably a lot of carbon monoxide in the basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. tripping out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, you don't want to fuck with carbon dioxide, because I yeah. went down there once and I saw all sorts of crazy yeah. shit. Yeah, exactly. And in reality, you know. That's so realistic. That's how yeah. we would deal if we yeah. saw some kind of thing. Yeah. We'd attribute you, it to you have no, other factors. It's 1979. You got no internet to go, like, look it up. Like, Didn't have the internet? They, um... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, God damn it. I knew I shouldn't have brought you onto this. No, you're right. You're right. Um, one thing I wanted to say. Um, let's just change the tone. because you. I got Brockville with like three exclamation marks. 
Oh yeah, um, I had one that I put a lot of um, exclamation marks and question marks after, um, just because I didn't like it. But there was it's just one little shot. Yeah. But they had the shot of um, it was a camera looking up a tree. Yeah. It was just some uh, establishing shot, and there were things dripping on the lens, right. like just drops. Dripping yeah. Out, and I just hated that. I'm like, don't show me if there's a camera. Don't like show me there's a lens so I know. I that... think. No, I agree. I didn't like that shot. I, like, I, which I, shot that, that stood out for me. There was a um, shot of a camera like looking up the length of a tree, yeah, and then like slush or snow is dripping on the lens. Have you seen? And it um, stayed there for like ten seconds. They did. They did that with actually in the carnage scene. They would get blood on yeah. the lens too. So yeah, they, that it was an intentional choice. But I feel yeah, like I that like should have been the first time. Hmm. Like yeah, this sure, scene. Sure, um, that's a good way to do it. It works for me. That element, like putting things on the lens. A plus for found footage, but if it's not found footage... For found footage, is different. It, yeah, it, it removes that element of okay. like, realism or connection. Can't wait till they do trolling. Do you, have you guys seen um, Steve Zissou? Like, Life Aquatic? Life Aquatic? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, there's a shot when um, Owen... Spoilers, when Owen Wilson's character dies mm-hmm. with like the blood when it hits the... Um, when it hits the lens, and that's the first time you see you realize right. there's anything wrong. Like I think it can be used really well in a movie. That's you not think that's a good example? Oh, I loved that shot. Like that was so good. And like yeah. I feel like it could have been okay. Yeah, just at the end with the right. blood because that's the first time it brings you in. Yeah. Like that's the first time it makes you feel like there's something different about it. Where mm-hmm. like I agree, I didn't like that shot at all with the snow because yeah. it was reminding you that there, there's hey, a, there's a camera here. Yeah. There's a camera at the base yeah. of this tree, and yeah. the lenses prevent. Yeah, that's a weird choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't get that. Yeah, when there's when there's blood going on in the camera at a certain like really climactic moment, I can see how that would just be super effective. Yeah, you know, just like 3D at a movie theater. How sometimes yeah. like the fact that it comes out at you a little more yeah. helps. But then at the same time, the, what you're seeing, you know, your brain tells you, like, this is out of the movie. Yeah. So that's that, that's where my criticism yeah, comes from. And, you know, I honestly, I didn't even notice the blood on the, the blood in the chaos. I, I definitely that. noticed because it took me out of it a little bit. Well, there bit. you go. Yeah. There you go. That's what I'm trying okay. to say. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it, I, I get yeah, that it's, it it's attempted to be an artistic choice, but unless it's found footage, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. For yeah, me. you're just there's no lens. I want to be like I want yeah. this to be a direct tunnel vision into yeah. what's happening. I'm a fly on the wall yeah. in this situation. Exactly. Yeah, and that takes away the fly yeah. aspect. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, yeah. there was nothing else really. in this movie that was found footage. Like it was like even the shots right at the beginning in the car when they're driving. It's very static. Like very. How about those car shots too? It reminded me so much of Gus Van Sant movies when he has like yeah he has a lot of shots like that where the car and i think that comes from kubrick too yeah i was just, just thinking having, it's like the beginning of the shining like exactly the opening exactly. reminded me a lot of the opening of the shining. where the car is just kind of stagnant in the middle and everything else is moving around like yeah i think that was heavily borrowed yeah, from yeah. Those films. that was that was a real off-putting establishing like intro and i said actually as we were watching it i said how generous are these establishing shots <laughs> and i took a note about that because um like the basement a lot of the rooms in the house they like put a camera a wide lens camera in like the corner did, of yeah. the room yeah. at the bottom so yeah. you could see the mm-hmm. whole room yeah, yeah. like they and and they looked like surveillance camera right. shots yeah so i like, took a note about how like some yeah. of these shots especially the basement stuff look like a surveillance camera yeah. and you were seeing like some figure from like the foot up right yeah a person from the feet up mm-hmm. like looking around and exploring yeah. stuff yeah the basement is truly unique in this movie because it's not something that builds and that we eventually end up in and get to the dark corners to see what's actually there yeah. it remains just as kind of mysterious and revealed they, at the beginning by the end like we yeah. don't really get much of the basement do they there. not go back down there after the kid gets killed you know? no they just he just looks down at the last shot and sees yeah. him there yeah so after that they, they keep showing the cubby yeah but they don't show any of the other yeah they cubs. show the cubby when yeah. people are dying and stuff yeah because i thought they no. would find the the kid that's like, I thought it was going to happen. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and they even uh, when uh, Jake gets possessed, mm-hmm. he says, like, your son and his whore are downstairs yes. or whatever. Yeah. Meaning, like, they brought her back. And whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. Yeah. That This is the killing floor. Yeah. Cool with that. It felt very judicious in terms of budget. It's like they, they clearly spent kind of money where they needed to. They really did the effects well at the specific times that they did. Yeah. But due to the writing, they didn't have to go down and show us anything big or flashy down yeah. there, you know? They did um, really know that they wanted to present their brand, but like they wanted to put title screens right after something happened. Mm. So they did it right early when the cam- when the picture fell over. Yeah, they're like, oh, "We are still here." They yeah. showed the title, yeah. and then they did it right at the end mm-hmm. when um, "Hey Son" 
we're still here. Yeah. It's kind of a trend in horror movies, I feel, right? Like, Cabin in the Woods does it in a big way. Where Cabin in the Woods, and then, yeah. boom, title card. That's what yeah. it feels like. It's like, where are you going to throw the title card in? And Insidious does it, too, where they throw the title card up With and they scream. horrible mm-hmm. strings. Strings, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Insidious does it well. Which one was Insidious? Sorry for a horror podcast. <laughs> no, it, it, Insidious bleeds into yeah. a lot of You're them, good. but we, I think me and Dave both feel that it's somewhat of a standout. Oh, no, I know what one. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, with the kid. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And Darth Maul is the yeah. evil demon dude. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of looks Appearing like, like a clown, yeah. scary, yeah. Yeah, red and black paint, face yeah. painted guy. Um, Absolutely. I mean, after they killed him in Phantom mm-hmm. Menace, we needed him in something. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But overall, oh, not, not bad, right? Like, yeah. not, not too bad of a movie, especially yeah, by right. the end. Like, once the whole town started um, storming the house and trying to yeah. kill the folks that were yeah. in there even though like a lot of them were getting killed in the process. I love that they showed three running away, three people that just bailed, and they're like, yeah. this is a bad situation, yeah. we're just going to get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I wonder if like no one in this town is over like, you know, 30 years old or like 40. Yeah, it so appears get... that way. We saw no even teenagers, people yeah. in their 20s. Or they left. Those people and that, left. that one girl, yeah. like it looked like she was in her 20s, like was shot. <laughs> oh my God. Right. She's just dead. Yeah. And then, yeah. But we have to comment on, um, we talked about this during the movie, but the fact that they had four knives <laughs> instead of just having no, one knife she, in each hand. She picked up five knives. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what happened. She, um, this she is, went, this is, this is in much. This yeah. is Paul and what's the, the mother's name? Sad mom. Wife. Wife. To Paul. They didn't mention her Blonde name. We heard Paul's name said a lot. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay. sure it was mentioned. This, the Brockvillian Sissy Spacek. Yeah. Big eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so just the main, the protagonist. <laughs> sure, we could also refer to it. It's not our fault. They they literally didn't mention. They barely. They yeah. may have. I would. I'm not going to go so yeah. far as to say they didn't say. Like anything. a Mary. She's <laughs> like a Mary. We'll just call her Mary. So Mary. So Mary Um <laughs> She. I just got, got completely. I lost my whole point because <laughs> how stupid that was. Um, so I'll just say a different, a whole different point. We were talking about the knives. Oh, sure. Five knives. She picked up... Her name is Anne, if you can believe it. Oh, Anne. Anne. Would you look at that? I believe that as much as I believe her name is Joseph. (laughs) (laughs) Anne and Paul. Anne and Paul. Sure. Okay. Um, So anyway, Anne picks up five knives. She's like, it's not much, but this is what we have. And drops one. And it falls through the grate like an idiot and sticks into the floor. And then the dude goes, they're upstairs! It's real stupid. Um, But anyway, then she's down to four. She's down to four, and she hands her husband one. <laughs> you can have one. You can manage your. You can and manage yourself. I need the four. Holds the remaining three in her in one, one hand. hand. Here's a question: If she had less than that, would she have been able to kill? Yes. Old bartender, what's her face? Yes. If she, if she stabbed cool. her straight in the neck throat. Also, like, how did she get that stab in? I mean, the bartender had a sickle. She was coming up. She had the element of surprise yeah. as he went like. Probably, um, this is Paul. Where, Paul, Paul, Paul would have said her name and we would have just been like, but the fact that she could turn around and stab her. Well, okay, if you're holding it like this, yeah. boom is faster than quick, boom. But even the sickle, she had the sickle like elevated, ready to slash. I, well, I think we got the photo finish on that and that she won. Um, <laughs> she did. And interestingly, this is again where, um, the judicious aspect of the budget came to mind. Was they didn't show her stabbing. They didn't actually show that. Yeah, they showed it in They showed it in her neck afterwards. Well, because it's three knives. Yeah. (laughs) It's three knives. I was loving, too, when the blood started spraying out of the bartender's neck, how she fell on a sheet first. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, was that a choice? Was that so they didn't have to clean up the room? She falls on a sheet, and then all the blood just goes on that sheet. But, like, probably because it was white. Yeah. Even the sound mix. Like, the sound of the... Yeah. You laughed hilarious. I, you were throwing out some some chuckles. At this I apologize point. if I was laughing that really inappropriate. <laughs> it reminded really me like it, I, that I was, was a sign of enjoyment. Like I really oh, yeah, I oh, yeah. The door. so good. But it was all over the floor too. So like that looked really cool. It did like a, yeah yeah. yeah. The, the zoomed out shot of her dead was awesome. Yeah. All of the blood thing again. Like they didn't they didn't want to show too much. I guess they didn't. My assumption is they didn't have the budget to really show what how they would be killed but they would show bodies disappearing and they would show a splatter of blood well yeah it was still very effective that's yeah. somewhat true but they also like um what's her this spiritual one opens the door and shotgunned the center yes. of the top of her that head. one yeah. oh my yeah. goodness what a crazy kill oh, and that goodness, was like yeah. all the blood in the hallway was from yeah that. they showed like her skull collapsing it on like, itself yeah. the hat and then when the main old bad dude gets like burned yeah they 
basically what happened is he like eventually reached in and pulled his head apart. Yeah. Absolutely. It was like and it was just a wet it was, fucking yeah. mess. Very satisfying. God mm-hmm. damn, and you laughed again. Yeah. <laughs> it happened. Just because it was just mm-hmm. horrific. Yeah, and again, burnt, like just smoked through the skull yeah. and ripped apart. And then uh, after a few seconds when the fucking red hot fingertips had set and he pulled the skull apart. Yeah. As like the Damn Dag Myers. The ultimate really not to rip a skull apart. The <laughs> ultimate and somewhat final act of like revenge, yeah. right? Um and then there was um one other thing that like I wanted to uh, to Please don't like, let this stop you. Oh, I won't. I never let you stop me, Chris. Um, in fact, although you may have made me lose my train of thought. Oh, shit. You said there was one more... You didn't give any clues as to what it was. No, no. I didn't give you guys any clues. It may be gone from my head. Trevor, any final thoughts? You you said you enjoyed this movie? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, no. Like I, can't, It's funny because I was really looking forward to seeing a horror movie for a while. Like, uh, Sorry, a Hunter's movie mm-hmm. for a while. Um, yeah. The last one I tried to... I, I was hoping I'd enjoy was Crimson Peak. And it didn't do it for me at all. I was thinking about maybe yeah. suggesting that for tonight, act for today. Actually, oh, really? Yeah. Watch that one. Yeah. Did, you didn't like that I one? D- didn't care for it. No. A lot of people didn't. It's yeah. Kind of and it just like uh, it's a whole like character development thing. Nothing I see. Against, like, That's mostly what it to it. What um, got to you? Yeah. Uh, but this one, yeah, no, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I said, there was some awkward moments, and we discussed there was. a few of them, and some yeah. of the acting moments too, like some of the line readings. I was like, Ugh. I agree. I agree. But with really. overall, like, I think that we should say something about like there were several moments throughout the movie where it was an awkwardly delivered line, yeah, or an awkward choice, or like you were laughing a few points in the movie, and so was I because like the things that the old man chose to say when he was first meeting them, like yeah. it's not just like. You can't later justify that. It was like, well, but he knew all the horrible things that happened. Well, no, that doesn't justify when he, like, walked in and just immediately was like, oh, there's evil in this house, all right. It'll yeah. kill you dead. Like, yeah. oh, no, it's still the Dagmar's house. Right, yeah. Like, the stuff that he said was well, he's really, like, like... Could have perhaps just, used, like, another writer to come in and maybe yeah. fix yeah, up some yeah, of those like awkward... Yeah. Up, yeah. Let's yeah. make him seem like, yeah. like, what are you trying to present mm-hmm. him here? Oh, it's a friendly neighborhood man. Okay, well, give him less ominous seems underutilized. Lines. They really could have developed yeah. that character yeah. of being like this friendly face, ostensibly, but yeah. ends up being the sinister yeah. force for the town. Exactly. Rather than more, when he, he walks in that. and he's like he's being presented as friendly, but my feelings as a viewer are like, what a sinister man, right? Yeah. Why, Why would they, you uh, like insist on telling the scariest possible yeah. story and like you're clearly a bad guy? What like they, it was obvious, right? What do they call that character in Cabin uh, Cabin in the Woods? Um, the Harbin Harbinger. Like that, the gas station guy, right? And oh, they who sent them in. Yeah, the, there's like, that one guy who, who warns you. They the always get a warning, yeah, like yeah. in horror movies. They always get that warning to leave. Uh, is that sorry? What's that that uh, role called? The Harbinger. The Harbinger is it? Okay. Yeah, where cool. it's like so, so he played that and the villain. So yeah. it was like he had that dual sure. dual role kind of. But it's yeah, weird. I it's almost like he was, was a, awkward. He was yeah. he had such a need for control that like he had to play both roles. He had to yeah. go in and get to know the family and see what they were all about before also. Convincing everyone we need to go in and kill them yeah. because the spirit isn't killing them fast. Yeah, well, guess... the thing is, no, it was the bartender girl who su- suggested we'll do it. Oh, yeah. It Did that happen in that, mo- yeah. in that scene? Yeah. Oh, I miss that. She's like, then we should do it. You know, it was completely on her, not right. him. In yeah. fact, like, all of his, um, leading up to that scene, too, all of his, like, creepy exposition bullshit that he gave them was based on the fact that hopefully they would not be creeped out and they would stay. Right. And clearly it seems like he's... And he just... kept saying, it's been two weeks, what's taking so long? Why yeah. aren't you yeah. killing them? How yeah. do they live there? And I think that is, that explains the town's just shock when they walk into the restaurant. That they're still alive. Yeah, they're yeah. dead quiet. They're like, how are they still alive? What sure. is yeah. happening? Yeah. Okay. Are we screwed? Are we yeah. going to get killed? That yeah. that helps a little bit too, now that you just brought that, that up, because I thought that was one of the most awkward scenes in the movie. Very awkward. It's like, and unrealistic every too. person yeah. in a room going silent and staring at them and holding that note for as long as possible mm-hmm. is awkward. Okay, but, so I lived in this small town for a little while in LA. <laughs> it's a, it a town called Coldale, Alberta. Okay? So one time I'm in a restaurant with some friends, and I'm, what, 18 at the time? Sure. And I went to put salt on my, my fries, and it was stuck, you know, because it was a diner. So I hit the, the, the salt shaker on the table. <laughs> bang, bang. Everyone, every single person in the restaurant stopped talking 
and looked at me like I was going to give a speech. <laughs> like, that's yeah. something that regularly oh happened in this okay, small town. Okay, but... <laughs> or is that, like, a perfect, like, um, summary of what anxiety is? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I was going to say, or to be fair, like, notoriously, when you were a kid in that town, did you, like, murder ten people because well, your yeah. salt was stuck in Yeah. It? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I had a good response. I said, uh, hey, everyone, uh, the salt wouldn't shake. Get nice, you nailed yeah, it. I nailed it. <laughs> Dave, overall, what did you think? Um, in terms of like how much I liked it? Yeah. Or the line for the thing. Just the movie. The movie. Oh, um, I found several, like a ton of really awkward moments, and overall I was very satisfied. Cool. That's like, I would never go so far as to say this movie is polished. Yeah. I think it's got a lot of problems. And I think in terms of, um, we started this whole conversation before we started um, watching the movie uh, it, with a comparison to It Follows. Yeah. Because of my completely misguided... Um, <laughs> because of A, yeah. you misled him. Yeah. Um, but B, they both came out in the same year and were sure. doing the same festival circuit and yeah. one overshadowed the other. And C, they both do a weird time thing. Like There are a lot uh, yeah. of interesting there's, dynamics. There's there. a lot of, yeah, a lot of connective tissue yeah. um, between the two of them. But um, specifically... Um, it follows compared to this one is so much more polished overall. Yeah. Like what you're looking at is way easier to look at. Even if at the end of it you can have as much or more problems with it, mm-hmm. um, you can go like, Ugh, "That really bugged me." At the end of it follows. During the watching of it, yeah. is beautiful and lines are pretty well delivered and uh, pretty consistent. Yeah, and there's not a lot until you get near the end. Um, there's not a lot of moments where you go, "Why in the fucking world?" This just makes me so curious about what our discussion is going to be like on It Follows when we finally do it. But I agree in a lot of, for a lot of reasons. Like, I think It Follows is much more accessible and watchable. Yes. And Mostly, yeah. You're in kind of from the get-go. The score in It Follows is amazing, I feel, the whole way through. Yeah. And this one, I only really noticed I the, the, the score. I noticed the beginning. Just the beginning. Right? Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. I only really noticed and appreciated it when the carnage started happening. And oh. interestingly, the music during the carnage, it'd be interesting to hear them side by side, but it reminded me a lot of Neon Demon in the carnage scene of Neon Demon. Like when they're just okay. in the house alone, I find that those songs are very, very similar. Uh, um, yeah, there's probably something about like the establishment could be. of like suspense. Yeah. And, like... But for, for a movie that was an entirely original score, I really didn't notice much interesting music no. that contributed to it until the final act. No, I was, uh, for me, I didn't even really notice the final yeah. act. I noticed the, how it opened. The opening? Yeah, yeah. And it you felt, said the same trailer? Yeah, that was, it, it was felt really insidious. good at the beginning. It felt yeah. very insidious, like, yeah. in the opening. Right. Um, like, yeah. just what we were talking about earlier. Right. It really, really felt like that. Cool. But for the most part, um, yeah. I, I really liked it. I really found that um, it, it successfully knocked out a lot of great horror um, elements without necessarily having the best, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, backing script to, yeah. to make that happen. The the um, the monsters or the demons, whatever you want to call it, the spirits, were so cool to look at. They were really creepy, and they were there a lot, so we got to look at them a lot. They were always in the background. That's it. It wasn't like Trevor said earlier, I think. We don't we don't get like little glimpses of them. Right from kind of near the get-go, we see what they look like, and they just kind of keep popping up. They're there. It's their house. That's, yeah. yeah. They really established the house as a character, or at least this family as a character, Yeah. and that this is how they manifest, Right. and that there's some weird difference with this specific yeah. couple mm-hmm. and their family, Right. and it's different than everyone else that they've murdered in the past, mm-hmm. and... Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Cool. With my very definitive, like, there's lots of things I don't like about it. Yeah. It was a good movie. It was mm-hmm. fun. It was right. a really fun watch. Yeah, cool. I thought it was definitely enjoyable um, to go through, especially by the third act. I thought it really paid off. Yeah, It was definitely. fun to see what is happening. It just It's kind of chaos, but it lasts a little bit, and that's always fun. I was a little more kind of bored in the first uh, half of the movie, but I think it definitely paid off by the end. Yeah. yeah. And just the fact that they started, like, right away. That they didn't waste any time. It's like, eh, you're established enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's only like an hour and twenty minutes, right? Yeah. So you but, have... no, it's an hour and eighteen now that we've watched like three to four minutes of credits. Like, correct. It's so like, maybe an hour and fifteen. An hour and fifteen. Yeah. So they're very smart with uh, cropping down and, and trimming the fat. Like this feels yeah, totally. very streamlined yeah. of a film. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree with that. I think that we got sort of. Mm-hmm. If they added more to it, I don't know that they could have right. satisfied me in any way. So if we had to summarize up with. Don't fuck with the Dagmars. Don't <laughs> fuck with the Dagmars. Give it like a seven. Sl- nah, 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 nah. Like we're trying to come up with like right, right. Either the thesis statement or the biggest moment in the movie. Was it the house needs a family? Um, the 
This house needs a family. I like it. This house needs a family? Yeah. We could yeah. do it. And the family it was maybe represented by the whole town by the end. Right. Yeah. Kind of. Sounds this good, yeah. This house needs a family. I think that'll be it. All right. Right. <clears throat> so anyways, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode. I have been uh, David Stoneborough. I've been Chris Vandenberg. And we've had our special guest, uh, Trevor Pullman. Trevor Dang Pullman. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you guys for listening um, uh, again. And we just want to give like a special shout out to those that have been really uh, saying hi on our Facebook page Absolutely. so far. One of them is Trevor. Trevor, thank you for the likes on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. We also want to thank Cody Crane, whoever you are. Whoever the asshole that is. And <laughs> Melissa Pyfinch. Melissa Pyfinch, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, that's um, great. We appreciate your support. She uh, seems pretty cool. Chris Trukin, we've seen uh, seen you post some, some comments. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Absolutely. Brent Toy, you provided your list of top five. That was solid as well. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, anything you guys want to tell us about anything we said wrong or right, anything you like, anything you don't, anything you're looking forward to, come uh, say hi. Let's hear it. Do you want to have Trevor on more? <laughs> do we want Trevor on more? I don't. What do you think? <laughs> Let us know what you think. Uh, the ho- What's the line again? The house. Um, this house needs a this family. House needs this, a house, family. this house needs a family. Okay. Chaos reigns. Chaos reigns. Chaos reigns. Chaos reigns. This house needs a family, chaos reigns. See you guys later, you scared cats. Bye-bye, meow meows. Catch you on the flip. Meow meows.